Okay, so today we're doing Exodus 25 through 27. We start out with offerings for the sanctuary where the Lord tells Moses to tell the Israelites to raise a contribution to build the tabernacle. And he lays out all the things to do. Now remember, this, these people aren't working, but they did just plunder Egypt. So he's basically saying, okay, we I just took them out of Egypt and I had the Egyptians provide for them so they came out rich. Now ask them to contribute from what I gave them back to me. Then he starts to tell Moses uh, how to build the Ark of the Covenant, which is where his presence is going to reside. Notice that this differs from a typical idol in that there's not an actual idol. There's an empty seat with two cherubim, which are sort of like angels, uh, basically worshiping the the place above the seat. And he says, I will be in this place. And it's a place of mercy. Obviously, we, we've fallen, and God's plan of redemption uh, contains a whole lot of mercy for us and a way back to him. Next is the table of showbread. You notice everything comes with... Uh, these rings to put poles in so that things can be carried they they move the tabernacle around remember the tabernacle was an idea given by god the temple was an idea of david that god agreed to the tabernacle is always on the move this this represents us as being a tabernacle of God, of, of being a, a temple of God, but the tabernacle is a truer picture because we are on the move. And we are to be filled with him, uh, to be filled with the bread of life. We're about to move into the golden lampstand to be filled with his light, to be filled with his presence. Um, we are to be his uh, His Ark of the Covenant, his his offer of mercy to the world, his uh, reaching out to the world. That is his plan for each one of us. And some of us are eager to take him up on that plan. The Jewish lampstand should be familiar because everybody in America is to some degree familiar with the menorah. Um, it, it's become familiar in the U.S., because Jews use a type of menorah for Hanukkah, which is near Christmas time. And somehow, I think in most Americans' minds, Hanukkah is like the biggest Jewish holiday. Hanukkah is actually a very minor Jewish holiday that is not biblical because it happened after the Bible uh, was, the Old Testament was done. It's, it's, uh, it's in the, it, well, it, it's about it comes from a time that is in a book that is in the Catholic Bible because it's in the period between the time of Malachi and Jesus and the the typical Bible that most of us use don't have those books in it the Catholic Bible does have those books in it um, but it was it was um, you know it, it's a minor holiday and any any observant Jew would tell you that um, it's sort of become major because it's near Christmas, so they don't feel left out. Um, but they use an eight, uh, an eight-pronged, it's probably not the right word, but an eight-pronged uh, menorah because uh, apparently uh, 
God made oil last. I don't even think it's in the book of Maccabees, which it's the story is based on. But they made uh, an eight prong. Uh, they made the oil that they had left last for eight days while they were cleaning the temple. And I apologize, I haven't even read the book of Maccabees, so this is my understanding of it. Um, they had to uh, basically they were overrun by I think Assyrians and. Uh, they defeated the Maccabees, defeated them, and then they had uh, they had uh, done horrible things in the temple. The Assyrians had, and so the Maccabees had to clean up the temple. And the oil uh, uh, miraculously lasted eight days, and so they have an eight day. What the Maccabees did say is, uh, from now on, everyone should celebrate for eight days, and so they created a special menorah for that. But that's not the true, the menorah is supposed to be based on a lampstand. And I know in Israel, uh, by the main uh, airport, you see a major, a huge seven-stand lampstand, which is what is biblical. And so the, this here, this the, this lampstand, that, that menorah is a picture of this lampstand. And, and here we see that in Exodus 25. And now I'm going to move on to 26. Okay, then this chapter 26 is just, uh, I mean, he, you know, they're going in detail, and he's probably going to do that next chapter too. He's just going in detail about exactly how the tabernacle is made. Um, so that's incredible detail, for, and especially for a tent, you know, something that moves around. Every time they move, remember God's presence, every time it's the pillar started moving, they moved. They had to pack everything down, carry it, and then when the pillar stopped moving, they would start building it all back. And so they, this tent, I mean, it's got multiple layers, it's got furniture, it's, it's beautifully decorated, all kinds of nice materials. Uh, it, you know, it's, and these things are valuable to them. And uh, so they would, they would really feel awe in just coming into this place in, in a sort of natural way. So without even be t being touched by the presence of God, just by the the fact of the, the beauty of it, the workmanship, the value of the materials, they're going to feel uh, sort of awe for for even approaching it. Uh, but that's all I have to say about these, these particular details. Um, again, they're, it's setting up in a, a three-tier manner. There's the Holy of Holies which is, is very small. It's got the ark in it. And then outside we've got the lampstand and the, and the table for the showbread. And that's what we've covered so far. And I'm into 27. So now uh, in chapter 27, the court of the tabernacle is talked about for the first time. So this is the outermost of the three areas, the Holy of Holy, the Holy Place, and then the, um, and then the court. So regular people could come here. The Holy of Holies is only the high priest, only one day a year. So that's very holy. We see gold in there, right? The, the ark is made of gold, or at least covered in gold. Um, the the uh, holy place uh, with the... Um, with uh, the... Oh, and I, I didn't mention in the last chapter, the um, lampstand, there's seven, uh, there's seven branches, and those represent the seven spirits of God. So you can visit Isaiah 11 uh, for that. Um, 
And that those are the different dimensions, the different workings of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so that's what that represents. The, the court of the tabernacle is this outer area. Regular people can go. You see, it's silver. So it's, it's not quite as precious, but it's still this, uh, you know, the, this is God reaching out to people. These, these three courts also represent um, ways in our lives. If you think about when we talked about um, coming out of slavery from Egypt, coming into, uh, into following God uh, in the wilderness, but still having an orphan spirit, and then coming into the promised land and being a, you know, being a mature son of God, um, these the, we see this imagery over and over again, and these kind of represent our path um, in seeking the Lord, following the Lord, growing in the Lord, and um, and so we we are all called. We all have the call to come in to the Holy of Holies. Most of us will not accept it. Most of us uh, get scared of the thunder and lightning and fire and smoke and earthquakes. Um, and we say, no, you go in for me. Um, and, and, you know, well, either I won't even come near the place. I, I just don't know if I believe. I don't know if I can accept it. I don't know if I'm willing to accept that there's a God that's bigger than me and that I should follow him. Uh, others say, yeah, 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 I'm all for it. But then, you know what? I'm going to hang out here in this court, this outer court, and have somebody else go in to the the holy place or the holy of holies for me uh, th- these things are all pictured here and um, and so uh, you know it's all just beautiful imagery and that's all I have for today and uh, I pray the Lord blesses you